This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. We're answering parenting questions right now. So here's our question for today, Michael. Can a newlywed couple leave and cleave if they move in with one of their parents? Um, by definition, no. Mm-hmm. Because it says leave and cleave. Let me process and then we'll answer the question of their exceptions. Okay. So let's talk about intention and then exceptions. There you so go. So here's, right. here's the intention. When you get married, God said, here's what I want you to do. You leave your mom and your dad, and then you cleave, which is also a very sexual term, but it's beyond that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's sexual, it's relational. It's we are now a new identity, entity. We are a new family. Right. So number one, you have to leave. That's pretty clear. And number two, you have to cleave. The question comes up because more and more millennials are getting married and then moving in with their mom and dad. And you're talking about, just so we're clear, yeah, they're getting married and that's how they're starting their family. They're starting their family. They're starting their family under the roof of mom or dad. I would say if, I, if I'm going to take this pretty literally, it's going to be no. One of the fundamental things you have to do is you have to leave. So I think what's interesting is like there's two commands given. We love the cleave part. We're like, you got to have sex once sure. you're married. You got to do that. But leaving is optional, you know? I think practically speaking, I would love there to be equal amount of weight on both of them. Okay, And I think there probably is biblically. Uh, yes, there is mm-hmm. no distinction in the weight whatsoever. And, and the only reason we have a, we emotionally respond to the words differently is because we're in a hypersexualized culture in a very permissive culture when it comes mm-hmm. to boomers letting millennials back Move into back their in. home. Culturally, they feel very different. Leaving feels different than cleaving, but biblically speaking – they're not different. They have right. the same weight to each of them. Getting out of your parents' home is as essential as sexually cleaving to, totally your new, to your new spouse. Okay, And so I think just in terms of the, the easy answer, under most circumstances, it is not a good, wise, or biblically permissible thing. Am I being too hard? I don't think so. But I also understand that people are going to hear that and be like, yeah, I don't think I agree. But the hard reality is the disagreements are almost always, I've never heard them otherwise, actually, I would just, I'll say always come because, but we're trying to do this, but we're trying to do that. Um, and if you take those same principles and you apply them to the sex, sexual relationship between a husband and a wife. They won't apply that way. They won't apply that way in any way, shape, or form. And so we just, we all have to just admit culture, our own culture causes us to hyperemphasize some words and mm-hmm. hyper-de-emphasize other words. Right. It's sort of like in Jewish culture in the Old Testament to dishonor your parents is stonable, you know, like mm-hmm. kill the kid. Right. Um, if he's per- not even perpetually, like if there's a certain level of disrespect, the command is stone the kid. But in Western culture, a kid can go to his mom and dad and say, you know, forget you. I'm not going to do what you say. And it's like, oh, well, they're just kids, you know? They're just kids. Yeah. We explain it away. Culture has a huge way, a huge, um, we'll just say influence in terms of how we view certain commands. And so I, I just want to look at everybody and say, hey, um, what does Scripture clearly teach? Right. Let's go back to Scripture, and and that needs to be our filter. That needs yep. to be our first filter. But at the same time, there are a number of families that I know their kids their kids move into the house right when they're right when they're married. So now here's the question: Are there exceptions? Um, and then uh, there's a whole other subcategory, which is okay. Um, we have been living in our own home. We've been living on our own, but we have some financial troubles and we want to move back in. Yeah, that would be moving back in for a season. Which is different than yep. starting off that way. Right. And we make the decision or the distinction between moving back in and moving in right after marriage on one basic premise. 
at the beginning of your marriage, you're building your family culture, your dynamics, your sexual relationship. All of these sure. things need a, a huge modicum of privacy. It's just required. You know, right. who we call chores in your home and this and mm-hmm. that, relationships and how you identify with people, how you fight. How you in fight, other how you interact homes. with each other, Very who's the head of the yeah. home. Very different how than how things you, yeah. work out. There's a fundamental difference between the culture you're growing and the culture you already have. I am fine for some couples to move back in with mom and dad. We say for a season for and a for season. a reason. Yeah. If there are some financial troubles that are going on and they need to get out of that, that I understand. Or it's like, hey, we're out of a house, but we can't get into our new house later. Can we move in for a season and for sure. a reason? Awesome. Great. Sounds good. Those things are going to happen. And parents should, in all uh, responsible ways, mm-hmm. saying, hey, we understand this is the first season. We're going to help you out financially. Yep. We're going to help you out in this situation. Yep. We would love to do that. And but there needs to be some clear boundaries yep. and expectations drawn out so that it doesn't infringe on both families. Right. But there are some young families who want to move back in with mom and dad. Forever. Well, because they want to save money because A, they're spending it unwisely mm. and they're selfish. And they'll prolong that season for a very long time, yep. and that reason is not good in the first place. And I think moms and dads need to be given the freedom to say, it's not my fault that you have been unwise. Right. You made these decisions, now you need to sleep in your bed. Now, that's not required. I'm just saying moms and dads need to exercise huge amounts of, we'll say, discernment about moving back. Sure. Let's go back to the question, which is moving in. What exceptions would there would there possibly would there possibly be? I'm wanting to hear you say this because I, I've I've been in ministry a long time. Mm-hmm. I have never seen it work out well. Oh, I have not either. I have seen people save a lot of money. My concern is what is lost over what is gained. Yes. That would be my huge concern. I don't know that you can put a price tag on building your own family culture together. I would probably land like this. I can't think of too many circumstances where it's going to be wise. Mm-hmm. Did Jesus have to die on the cross for you for a season and a reason living with your parents? I don't know. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, there are some circumstances where maybe when a couple gets married, they can't have sex for the first six or eight weeks for a season and for mm-hmm. a reason. Something right. is going on physically, physically and whatnot. Do they not get married because of this? unusual circumstance. I can see a world where there are unusual circumstances. And what I would tell most people is this, by and large, 99.9% of the time, you need to leave your family and you need to cleave to your own new family and begin a new culture and build something solid. Um, Always. I have not heard any other reason always or ever. The reason they don't is they want to save money. Yeah. I have not seen anywhere where a couple struggles that that doesn't bring them closer together. I've never seen a, a couple come together and say, you know what, for a season, we're moving into a one-bedroom apartment or an, maybe even an efficiency apartment. We're going to financially get through this lean time where mm-hmm. we're starting, you know, where both of us are working or, or maybe both of us are working part-time jobs or maybe multiple part-time jobs that it doesn't bring the couple's to a greater sense of appreciation of one another, a greater sense of working together to accomplish a bigger goal. I, I've never seen it not work out best mm-hmm. for these couples. I mean, I think that is standard advice. You have to count the cost. The problem is money is really attractive. Mm. Yes. And you can save thousands of dollars a month in utilities and bills and food and all that stuff by living with somebody else. And that is a very lucrative opportunity. The basic command is leave and, and cleave. cleave. 
And there aren't a lot of these exceptions. And then you know, I've heard this, people will say, but yeah, in the culture of the day, they would go like build a, a room off their parents' there's house. There's a lot of other cultural things where the young man was getting a job, building a dowry mm-hmm. well, it depends in his on teenage the, years. Yeah, and it depends on the culture. I mean, just because a culture, a biblical culture, a culture in biblical times does something does not mean that something is the way to, way do, to do it, it today. You know? yeah. I think the big point is most of those people didn't get married until it was done. You know, mm-hmm. right. I think therein is one of the challenges is if we're not ready to leave and cleave, then we're probably not ready to be married. You know, this is, this applies to the child issue too. Like, oh yeah, we're going to get married, but we are not ready for kids. Well, then you're not ready for you're sex. Not ready. Yeah. And if you're not ready for sex, you're not ready for marriage. Marriage, sex, and kids necessarily go hand in hand. That's right. It and, all and goes I, together. And I would honestly add another to that. You have marriage, your own home, sex, and kids. If you're not ready for all of those collectively, then you're not ready for marriage. Mm-hmm. And that is the reality of marriage is that now you have a new home, a new sexual relationship, and a new family, and all of these are interconnected so that you can't have, we're going to have jobs, we're going to have income, we're going to have a sexual relationship, and by the way, we're going to start having kids, but we don't have our own home. That's not the way God has has wired it to work. So we can make cultural arguments all we want with how the first century Jewish culture did it or how nomadic tribal Israel did it. At the end of the day, (laughs) (laughs) that's not our culture at the end of the day. It's not our culture. The command that transcends what different cultures did is leave and then cleave. Right. And that command is given in Genesis 2. I mean, that's before cultures really develop. Yep. I think we've gone after this. I'm not going to live with a ton of judgmentalism on this issue. I think time will tell whether or not it was good or bad. I have yet to hear somebody give me a good argument that defeats leaving cleave. Mm-hmm. Money and culture are the two things that people usually use, but those don't satisfy me biblically. But I do understand that there are certain things that are just going to happen. And my prayer is that God is really gracious in the meantime with those couples to protect and to preserve them. And maybe there could be a circumstance where you're living with your parents and they have an entire like wing of their floor or something or a part of their home where you can do your own thing. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like an apartment. I'm just, I, I don't want to be legalistic, but I want to push on a challenge everybody's application. There you go. Thanks, listeners, for joining us. Please come back next time when we answer the question, what should I do if my adult child says they're a Christian but doesn't want to attend church? Mm-hmm.